turn it to a sculpture for real do it for Check the it. culture uh. i no longer envision what a clouded vision they suppress the truth with so much precision scriptures are the holy key like god's ignition ignore the science but that's your decision what's up everybody welcome to the very new very fresh very hopefully exciting very spicy very spicy new podcast for the daily vegan this is the pop culture podcast known as the culture today i am joined by my great friend joshua king howdy and uh i am nick saya josh and i have devoted our lives to movies and tv and culture it's sad isn't it yeah but it's true sad but true Basically, on the culture, we just talk about news, uh, pop culture news each week, pop culture news in, in movies and TV shows and comics. Uh, we like to keep everybody uh, informed, give our hot takes, uh, maybe controversial opinions on stuff. Who knows? But uh, yeah, Nick and I have, have uh, been friends for a long time. We go back many years. Uh, we're both freshmen here at the University of Tennessee, and um we, we love all things pop culture, really. It's kind of all we talk about. It's kind of pathetic. Yeah. Speaking but of, uh, controversy, we have a bit of a controversial episode. Not in just in movie news, but also in, uh, in some music news as well. I just thought of. What is that? I wasn't aware. Oh, I'll save it. Okay. We'll, Surprise we'll, we'll me. Dazzle me. All right. Um, first, right off the bat, you want to just jump into it? Yeah, sure. What's what's our big controversial topic for this episode, Nick? Okay, well, first of all, we have sort of a, a movie controversy surrounding Captain Marvel. You guys have probably heard of, all about it. What is this, like the 21st Marvel film? Something absurd? Uh, I think six millionth? <laughs> yeah, maybe around there. I may be doing my math wrong. I'm not really sure. Yeah, uh, Nick, I don't think Marvel fans, uh, just in general, realize how good they've got it with all of these movies that have come uh, out. 20, 21 Marvel films have come out since 2008, which, you know, as, as someone who's uh, been a longtime fan of these characters, is something that's kind of unbelievable to me. Um, so much so, like, to the point where uh, it's, like, it's become it's become normal to make movies about characters no one's ever heard of before. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's just Josh, accepted. If I had time-traveled back in time to tell, like, 10-year-old you that we would be getting Avengers movies and like Infinity War on screen, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. Weird stuff. Would you have believed me or would you have told me to get out of your house? No, I would have gone back and just watched more Sam Raimi Spider-Man <laughs> movies because those wow. were the only ones that were real to me at the time. It's Typical like, Josh King. It is typical Josh King, but it's, I mean... It just seems so unbelievable at the time that they were making all these movies. It's like we there were only a few that I ever really watched when I was little, and now we have Captain Marvel. Never thought we'd get here. Yeah. And I wish we hadn't <laughs> after seeing it. Josh, uh, I, I have to agree with you. I'm a little disappointed in the movie. Josh and I uh, both saw it, and... Opening weekend. I was really I was really rooting for this movie. I was really wanting it to be good. Contra- controversy aside, we're not going to talk about it. I think there's a lot of, like saltiness around the movie for no reason um and i don't know it's it's much ado about nothing if you ask me i mean it's like it's kind of annoying but it's like nothing we haven't heard before right (laughs) so it's like i don't really care all that much what josh and i are concerned with i think i i don't want to speak for you but i I like i think what we're concerned with is 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 the movie good 
yeah, I mean, I my my main concern going in wasn't the controversy surrounding the movie. It was can Marvel keep me entertained and keep me engaged until Avengers Endgame. I mean, that's that's really what I care about at this point because I hate to say it, but you know, we have all these Marvel films, but only so many of them really stand out anymore. It, it's gotten where it doesn't feel feel nearly right. as special to me and I think the turning point was maybe around Doctor Strange, where it kind of felt like we started seeing the formula really like Yeah, I mean repeated. I just get tired of origin story movies and I think sure. I think the public does too. But maybe not considering this movie's made like a, a ton of money, but Yeah, um could it actually that's important you noted note that because it really doesn't matter what we think about the movie. No, it doesn't. The movie gross uh at all. Let me just check here. It's the sixth highest grossing global release ever ever i can't that seem that still seems so strange Opening to me weekend. Opening it seems weekend. so strange to me because it's like this movie hasn't even really seen that much marketing at least for me i haven't seen hardly anything but I, i've seen it uh, a little bit but i th- i think what really uh marketed it uh what kind of like self-marketed it was that whole like you had the brie larson comments people getting mad i think it's the novelty of the movie well, for more sure. than anything so but I yeah, mean, it's kind of it's kind of wild that after like 200 Marvel movies, this is the first one with a female lead. Like, yeah, it's a it's you th- it's you would think they would have done done one for Black Widow already, but they haven't. Yeah, which is strange. Well, it's in the works. It is in the works, and I'm honestly much more excited for that. But Nick, I guess we should actually talk about the the meat of the movie. Um, yeah, I don't think this movie does anything to, to shape, shake up the Marvel formula. Like, hardly at all. And, in fact, it, I think the movie's kind of a mess. It's weird, because even, like, more formulaic Marvel movies, they, they still have a lot of personality. Yeah. Um, in, in the direction and writing. You can tell... Ant-Man's a great example of that. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, Ant-Man's pretty, pretty formulaic, but what makes it have heart is that there's a lot of uh, craft put into it. I mean... You yeah. can tell the directors put personality into the characters and into the world. Well, and the casting was just like on point for, for sure. those movies. Yeah. Like Mar- the one thing Marvel has consistent consistently gotten right is the casting. Like Paul Rudd, people love Paul Rudd anyway, but they love him now more than ever, I guess, as Ant Man. But I I hate to say it and I, I don't wanna talk talk bad about Brie Larson necessarily, but I d I don't think this casting was right at all. I don't and I don't either. I'm not I'm not sure if it was Brie Larson's performance uh, alone, or if it was the direction she was getting, or the script, or what? Both. Yeah, I think we've seen a lot of charismatic personalities in the in the Marvel universe, but I don't think Brie Larson was charismatic enough, and I don't think the writing had the courage. Yeah, for sure, to be its own writing. For I mean, sure, I I don't know how this movie ended up being such a tonal mess. For oh, one, yeah. it's it doesn't know what it wants to be, and I think that might have something something to do with the fact that it has the movie has two directors. I for, I don't even know their names, and that's that's what's strange about this movie too, is for the most part, whenever Marvels come out with a new movie, you know, the one thing they do other than having just the structural formula for the movie in terms of plot, is they always have a formula of they find a relatively unknown director, and give them a huge budget, have them go make a movie, make a profit, and then bring them back usually is what they do i mean yeah, they, they it did works that out wonderfully it I works mean, out wonderfully but i have no idea who these people are who made this movie I, i've heard literally nothing about who they are well, it is kind of like a movie just dedicated to 
oh, we're introducing a character later in the franchise and we should just give her her own movie and that'll just fill in whatever gap we need to. Like, it just feels like a... a it doesn't... It feels unnecessary, honestly. Yeah. I mean, they could have introduced her at the end, at, in Avengers Endgame and I would have been... Right, but that's already a very that. long movie. Yeah, it is, but it's... I, I mean, mean it's at the same time... This movie just feels unnecessary. It yeah. feels like it shouldn't exist, and I think that's a greater sin overall. Yeah. But I mean, the the best example I can give of uh, a Marvel movie with a relatively unknown director taking the helm, Guardians of the Galaxy, oh, with sure. James Gunn. No one knew who James Gunn was yeah. going in, and, and that, that that movie's become like a classic, a Marvel classic. Yeah. So, you know, it it works sometimes, and uh, I I mean, these movies almost always make a profit, but I guess the you have to look at sticking power of the movie and guardians was a, a franchise that definitely stuck but this one i can't really see i mean it for me personally i can't really see them making a franchise out of captain marvel i think they're probably gonna somehow work it out because i guess so i mean it's it's kind of the same like i can't really see someone making a franchise out of thor but they did and they the did. first two movies were yeah. bad so it's Perfect. like yeah I, I just don't... Some characters don't need Captain it. Captain Marvel kind of reminds me of the first Thor in a way. Yeah, it's that fish-out-of-water thing, except that Thor yeah. does it better. Thor does <laughs> it better, but I still think there, was, there wasn't there was as much personality as there could have been no. in the first Thor movie. No, I mean, they, they never... I was never sure if they were going to go, like, full fish-out-of-water and make Brie Larson act kind of wild and, and yeah. I guess, like just totally foreign, you know, well, they, her coming from, like, an alien that, planet, they but... They should have gone all in on it, but Yeah, they, they, didn't. they didn't. She acts almost too human, and it comes across as just strange. It's yeah. odd, and I don't know. It's just not not nearly as, as good as I was hoping it was going to be, but who knows? I mean, I'm still excited to see what she does in Endgame, so... Which I think leads into our next topic oh, of yeah. discussion. Josh, we got a new Endgame trailer. Yeah, on a Thursday... That's, yeah, that's it's weird. weird. It's out of nowhere. Um, what did you think? I thought it was intense as, as crap. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was great. Um, I mean, the the Russo brothers, the the directors of the Avengers movies. Well, the the Russos did Captain America: Civil War and Avengers: Infinity War, and Captain America: The Winter Soldier. For those of you who yeah. don't know, and they're doing Avengers Endgame. Um, they veterans. yeah, they've they've come out and said that they've only shown roughly eight minutes of the of the total film in each of the trailers they put out and all the promotional material which i mean there's been very little promotional material which yeah. i think is great. great like i don't we don't need to know anything about this movie going going in after after seeing uh, infinity war there are some there there are some things that it's kind of unfortunate that we already know just because of of uh, there have been a few leaks but and also, they've had they have a movies announced for yeah, characters yeah, true. that are dead. Yeah, so um, that's that's something we're all excited to, to kind of see. But I think the thing with this trailer is that um, there's nothing really new that's shown, which is good. But I think that the trailer was great at evoking emotion because they kind of showed the big. Uh, I guess I guess it was the big three, right? I don't know. Three of the big characters. If I'm, yeah. I hope I'm not leaving anybody out. But it was. Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, and they kind of showed scenes tying or showing their roots in the franchise and where they are now, and it was just kind of great at evoking, I guess, a decade's worth of nostalgia at this point. So, also, 
Um, the Hulk is alive, but you don't really see... Or Bruce Banner is alive, but yeah. you don't really see much of him. No, I, and I think that there's a reason for that. Yeah, I think they're going for something <laughs> big with the yeah, Hulk. Yeah, I do too. Uh, so, it's very yeah, exciting. thought it was a great trailer. Thought music was great. It was, it was cut really well, so... Josh, they don't. They don't need to show anything else. Oh yeah, for sure. Don't show anything well, else. <laughs> I think what we need to talk about is this puts Marvel in a very weird situation where yeah, it does. They basically they're basically ending a, a story that's taken them a decade. Yeah, right. To craft. Right. And the big question is where do they go from here? Yeah, I mean, I guess the biggest problem is that actors that have been attached to the franchise for like a decade, uh, they age. Yeah. And so. I mean, we know uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans are uh, stepping away. Yeah. Um, which I, I don't know if that means permanently, but they won't be playing. They won't be playing their characters in any solo, yeah. like standalone movies or, or anything like that. Which I don't know if that means they could come back for cameos or what. But uh, we know they're stepping away, and this leaves room for new characters to to show up in the future yeah. and new new franchises to form. So I guess our next topic. Is talking about what those franchises might be. Well, we have a couple confirmed. We have someone writing and directing a movie about the Marvel Shang-Chi movie landed a director. <laughs> Josh, I'm going to be honest, I didn't know this was a hero. I did. Just now. I did, but I know virtually nothing about the character. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty much in the same boat as you. Yeah, we've got... A uh, Shang Chi movie coming up. We have a Black Widow movie. Yeah, finally. Um, Black Panther movie. Yeah, Black Panther confirmed. sequel. Ryan uh, Coogler still attached. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Eternals. Do you know what that is? Uh, just vaguely. I'm not again super like. I'm not super caught up on Eternals, but it's clear that Marvel is kind of going in directions that most people aren't really familiar with, which is kind of exciting. Um. But who knows? I don't. I hope they kind of branch out and do some some weird stuff. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Oh wait, did did you mention Doctor Strange? Oh yeah, they are making it. Yeah, Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange two, and then uh, Spider Man sequel coming out this July. So yeah, um, I guess we don't technically know when that's set, but yeah, it's got nothing be. has a release date except for uh, Far From Home. Yeah, which is coming out this July. Which I'm assuming. I mean, I I'm pretty sure that's set after Endgame. Most likely, most likely, but I have no idea. It's hard to tell. Doesn't doesn't he say? Doesn't Spider-Man say he's he's on his field trip or he's going, coming back from a field trip or something? In in uh, I may have just. I'm not sure. I really don't know. Oh, um, Disney has a lot to work with now. Even yes. even though they're a lot of the heroes are kind of leaving, and it's unfortunate. They did just buy. Or they are in the process of buying Fox. Yeah. It's supposed to finalize next week. It's exciting. It's yeah. one of the biggest deals ever. Yeah, and for those of you who don't know, Fox, uh, the studio is responsible for, like, the X-Men movies. So that means we get characters like all of the X-Men, but also Deadpool. Fantastic comes to, Four. Yeah, and Fantastic Four. And, uh, yeah, they all come uh, to Marvel now, which I don't know what, what that means exactly, but... Well, I think it's kind of exciting. I'm yeah. I'm especially excited to see Fantastic Four because those movies have been awful, and I'd like to see them, you know, finally uh, finally have their place exactly. in, in in the Marvel universe. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because 
a lot of people are saying I, I see a lot of people saying that uh, they're probably gonna relegate the X-Men to TV shows I don't see how that's possible whatever yeah I, I agree because Disney spent 71 billion dollars yes um, they were originally bidding 52 billion and then they rose it even higher because Comcast made a bid so 71 billion dollars god imagine if Comcast got yeah. <laughs> the characters oh my god um, they're not gonna just make some TV shows no, I think I think they're gonna I think they're gonna bring them into the MCU. Plus, I mean, making making an X Men TV show is like way too expensive. You can't do it. You yeah. can't do it with a TV budget. I mean, I know there was like Legion, but Legion's about one character and it's a much smaller scale it story. Even so. I mean, it's like I don't know. I, I guess, but not. Uh, it has no bearing really on those films and those films. I, I, there's like one more X Men movie coming out about like Jean Grey and it's yeah. gonna flop so well there could be a another one after that Brian Michael <laughs> Bendis uh, he wrote a lot of comics both both DC and Marvel yeah uh, he is still writing uh, a Kitty Pride movie who is an ex- a member of the X-Men yeah, um, yawn yeah I feel like I feel like no one has told him that this deal is going down like he's still <laughs> writing it and they're like I'm oh, not. No, sh- who's gonna tell Brian? I'm not oh, sure. No. <laughs> I'm not sure who decided to greenlight this yeah. and why they continue letting it happen. But I guess it's a thing. I can't imagine a more pointless character to make your X Men movie about. But whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I guess since we've been talking about uh, the direction Marvel might go with their their new franchises and characters, Nick and I want. To do our own casting. Yeah, Josh, we some have some ideas ourselves, and I think it's gonna be real hot with Disney. I think they're gonna, <laughs> I think they're really gonna gravitate towards this. All the Disney executives listening, um, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, if you can't tell, this is like pretty much an exclusively Marvel episode. There hasn't yeah. been a whole lot of other news, so. Yeah. Um. Well, we can. We'll we'll find something. <laughs> we'll always find something <laughs> for you guys. But um. All right, Josh. Yes. Potentially with the X Men coming in and the Fantastic Four coming in. Um, who do you think could play Mr. Fantastic in the new MCU? Well, Nick, you have to get someone um, who could easily play the intellectual type. Of course. The uh, the uh, arrogant, um, arrogant but brilliant. Mm, uh, sounds like Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah, which which is interesting. Um, Mr. Fantastic is, I think, the closest character character to replace Tony Stark uh, after his inevitable death. <laughs> Confirmed uh, here on the podcast. In, in Infinity, not Infinity War. Endgame. Yes, Endgame. Yeah. I still don't like that title. I don't like it either. Whatever. But you know, I think a character, or a, uh, not a character, a character actor maybe, an mm. actor who's uh, probably at the right age now to, to helm this role. Uh, Mr. Michael Sarah, uh, who you may or, or may not remember from uh, films like Superbad, mm. uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World, yeah, the- uh, Juno, I think. For sure. I think he's in Juno. Whatever. That was one of those All 2010 those movies, movies. He plays very similar characters yeah. to Mr. Fantastic. And apparently people hate Michael Sarah anyway <laughs> because he's an arrogant uh jerk. So yeah. it, he's perfect. I think he is perfect to play Stretch Armstrong <laughs> in the MCU. Josh, I'm going to be honest with you. I want Terrence Howard 
for, for what Mr. what Fantastic. impeccable casting i know i want him back in the mcu because after they did him dirty and replaced him where did he go who knows some say that he still shows up in the back of hollywood <laughs> in the back of hollywood alleys asking for roles i'm just imagining terrence terrence howard uh stretching stretching around and it, oh, just, it would be beautiful god but but who who else should we cast uh for this fantastic well we've got to complete uh marvel's favorite family um <laughs> <laughs> josh i'm thinking for the thing yes jonah hill <laughs> perfect uh i mean yeah we know that michael Sarah and jonah hill have an impeccable working relationship. Of course. Uh, going all the way back to Superbad, uh, a great film. Uh, and I think that, that Jonah Hill, you know... 21 Jump Street? <laughs> Jonah Hill has, has worked hard to to lose all that weight uh, the past few years, and now he has the opportunity to put it all back on. <laughs> and become uh, a rock monster. Yeah, along with some, some makeup, and he can just be angry. Uh, I think it's perfect casting, we know he has the chemistry with Michael Sarah, and yeah. Speaking of anger, Josh. Yes. I'm pretty angry that uh, Chris Evans never got <laughs> a real shot at playing Johnny Storm. True. So that's who I'm casting as as uh, the Human Torch. You know, with with Chris Evans' uh, untimely departure from the MCU following Endgame and his inevitable death. Mm. Uh, He'll, here on the podcast. Yeah, he'll be out of work, uh, <laughs> most likely for some time. You know, he Chris Evans has said that he wants to focus on making smaller films, but he'll he'll always be uh, the Human Torch to me. Exactly. And I think that he should come back, play maybe an older, gruffer Human Torch, and uh, play the the threatening um, older brother character to to Michael Sarah, and he can bully Michael Sarah because. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Michael Sarah would be marrying Chris Evans' sister in the film. So I think it's just a perfect dynamic. Uh, Josh, I think the only like actual real casting we have yes, is uh, that I actually could see is uh, Amelia Clark as Sue Storm. Yeah. I think that would be cool. For those who don't know, she's uh, the one who plays Daenerys in Game of Thrones. Yeah, so it would just be like her and three other miscasts <laughs> so, yeah. so, which would make the miscast even funnier yeah exactly um, oh actually we do have another good cast do we? Rami Malek as oh, Dr. Yeah. Doom that would be kind of cool that one's like actually kind of serious um, is it yeah. Rami? Rami I oh, guess I, it's probably Rami uh, yeah I think he could play Dr. Doom he's got those big eyes yeah. those big bug eyes he make him look kind of evil yeah He's great in Mr. Robot. Um, I need to see Mr. Robot. Yeah, so I, I would say that he'd probably be a good fit. Uh, an up-and-comer, uh, gave a great performance from what I hear in Bohemian Rhapsody, so yeah. Josh, do you remember before you were born? In, uh, I'll have when, to think. <laughs> when they announced that Wolverine was going to be played by Hugh Jackman, how people were upset that Hugh Jackman wasn't short like Wolverine is in the comics. Yeah, I, I seem to remember something about well, that. I know a, a particularly short hairy man that would be perfect for the casting. Do you? Yeah. Uh, Mr. Daniel DeVito. Wow! <laughs> Danny DeVito? Uh, and talks to play Wolverine. That's, that's definitely something. Confirmed here on the podcast. Uh, 
you know, he might have to have a special suit made for him <laughs> to, to fit his rotund figure, but yeah, sure, I think I, I think Danny DeVito coming off of It's Always Sunny, that show ended right. I think they're still going. Never mind. I, I, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Quick Google? Yeah, sure. Oh, look at that, Nick. I just got a picture of my dog sent to me. Look at that. That's, that's adorable. I know, look at that boy. His ears aren't standing up, though. Um, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna keep going actually. Well, that's great. That's great news. I think that's fantastic. But um, do you have any actual like serious Wolverine castings? Because I um, I don't want to be that guy that cast Tom Hardy for everything. I mean, I think Tom Hardy. I could see Tom Hardy doing it. No, I could see it. Like, yeah. and that that's really not me just saying like cast Tom Hardy for everything. Yeah. I, like, I think he could actually do a, a pretty good job. But um, anybody else? I've heard. God, who I heard I think I heard someone say like Robert Pattinson. He, I just don't I you gotta have someone who can play a gruff character. I've heard he was really so. good in good time. Yeah, yeah, I've heard I'm not trying to like discount him as an actor, but I, I just don't know if he's necessarily yeah, gruff enough. Yeah, gruff enough, but who knows? Um I'm excited for what they do for with uh X-Men and Fantastic Four in the future. I'd like to see them done. Well, I mean X-Men was done right, like Days of Future Past is amazing oh i love these i love that movie yeah, yeah. and logan logan's great but i mean other than that i mean the x-men franchise is kind of mediocre to me so i think love hugh jackman like i, I like a lot of the casting a lot but um yeah i want to see marvel give it a shot uh same with fantastic four i saw like those those two movies in like the 2000s and i mean i was like six so i love them at the time but they're god awful so yeah I still like the Chris Evans casting. Yeah. I mean, he was cast as, like, Human Torch. I actually like a lot of the casting in that. I think that. they should just not explain it. Like, Chris yeah. Evans stops playing Captain America and just starts playing Who was Johnny it played? Sue Storm? Was it? Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba. I thought the casting in those movies is actually fine. Except, I mean, yeah. Jessica Alba was kind of... Yeah. She's okay. And the she's guy... Not... I guess the guy who played Reed Richards was actually pretty good. Yeah, he's actually in stuff now. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I think he's fine, but... I think he's the one actor, other than Chris Evans, I guess, would survive. <laughs> yeah, but those movies are just bad, so... Yep. Moving on. Um, Josh, I didn't want to... I know we just have a ton of comic book movie news, which is kind of annoying if you're not a fan of that. Well... So I didn't want it to just be that. Luckily, I did remember, um... There has been another controversy going on in music right now. Has there? Yes. Uh, is it Weezer? Well, Weezer, <laughs> Weezer is too unfortunate to talk about. Yeah. No, I, um, I was actually going to talk about, what are your thoughts on the whole uh, Leaving Neverland? Ne uh, oh, God. I can't even say it. Leaving, leaving Neverland? Never yeah. I haven't seen it, but... I haven't seen it either, but, I mean, the whole controversy of it, do you think they should release that movie? Yeah. I guess they I did mean, release it, but do you think it, like... Well, they might as well. I mean, like, yeah. other documentary things like that have been made before and i mean i don't i don't really see why not um what was that what was that one show that came out like on netflix it was like was it making a murderer yeah the one about the guy who everyone thinks is innocent or is that something else um oh, I, I i i'm not sure about it's that. one of those shows where like people think he's innocent but we don't know for sure so it's like if you yeah. can put that out you could probably put something yeah. out about michael jackson i think michael like, jackson just has like he has such a legacy that I think it's 
it's hard for when people have to face that the very the very real possibility now i'm not saying he is guilty I, no i mean i just think a lot of the, know, i think a lot of the evidence or claims presented thus far are pretty damning yeah. so and and about the thing where he's not here to defend himself we we have heard his defense like it's this was a problem or this was an oh issue. yeah this has been going on for like yeah, years it's not like it's not like this was just now brought they, up they went movie. to they went to trial over it like yeah. twice i want to say yeah. so i don't you know i i would say yeah go for it release it i yeah. mean people can be mad it is it is weird though uh i think uh, uh you know talking yeah. about the other side it is weird that like it is kind of a hit piece but yeah but who knows it's kind of hard for me to say if i haven't seen it really yeah but yeah I, I, i'd like to see it any any other news um, other than Vincent D'Onofrio being afraid of monkeys on Twitter, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. I guess we talk about, just real quickly before we wrap things up, uh, Killian Murphy, oh, potential yeah. James Bond casting. That's right. Um, there are rumors of Killian Murphy being the next Bond. Yeah, Killian Murphy is the, the guy who played Scarecrow in like the Dark Knight, right? Or the Dark Knight trilogy mm-hmm. movies. He plays so. the lead in Peaky Blinders. Yeah, and I think he's a great actor. He's in he's, he's in like good. all the Nolan movies. He's I don't in, know if I can see him as Bond though. I don't know. I like he seems kind of um he he almost has like a childlike quality to his appearance, but I don't know. I mean like since he's getting older, he might be able to pull it off. I really don't know. I, I don't know. I don't see it. I don't know. I mean I think I think he could do it. I think he could do it. I have faith. I, I he's think a, he's he a great actor. I think, I think he, he has the acting it. chops. I just don't know about, like... If not him, I still say Tom Hardy. And that, that really is yeah. not me trying to cast Tom Hardy in everything either. Wow, Josh, it sounds like you're trying to cast Tom Hardy No, I really not. I wouldn't have cast him in Venom. So, I don't know whose idea that was. But, uh, <laughs> no, like, for real, I think... Tom Hardy as Sue Storm? <laughs> one, of my, one of my biggest dreams is for Christopher Nolan after, like, whatever his next movie is is to uh take a few years hopefully uh work with the guys over um who are the guys who do the bond movies is it mgm um yeah yeah Yeah, get it yeah get in contact with the guys who do mgm or who run mgm and pitch a james bond reboot and get get the new one and i'd love to see him work with tom hardy it's a it's a reboot I mean, yeah, it is, but I, I'd love to see Nolan's take on Bond. Yeah. And oh, I, yeah. He's he's said before that he'd be interested in doing it, but he'd want to, like, reboot everything. Well, you know, the next one, which is supposedly going to star uh, Daniel Craig, yeah. has to be good because every Daniel, every uh, <laughs> every odd yeah. Daniel Craig movie I hope it is. Good. I hope it's good. Uh, Rami Malek is attached to that to play the villain. I don't know if we mentioned that earlier. We probably did. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I, well, I think once Daniel Craig is out, um, Christopher Nolan's the man to do it. Uh, I think he's quite possibly the greatest filmmaker working today. Wow. I think so. That's a bold statement. It is a bold statement, but I think a lot of people would agree. But I guess that's it, Nick. I guess that's it for I, this week. I know. It's kind of a bland week. And kind news, of. But, I mean, man, with that, that Avengers Endgame trailer. Yeah. Yeah, it's got me real, real excited for uh, next April. So, uh, thank, thanks everybody for listening this week. Uh, we'll hopefully be back next week to talk about uh, new developments in, in pop culture news and stuff like that. Um, yeah, hopefully. Um, oh, it's actually spring break next week, so it'd be the week oh, after. Right. The week but 
I am watching True Detective Season 3, so hopefully I can get a review out for that uh, once break is over, because you know I'm going to binge that. So, uh, again... I'm watching my diet. Jesus. Anyway, uh, yeah, thanks everybody. We'll hopefully be back in in two weeks' time. We appreciate you listening, and uh, take care. Take care, guys. See ya. See ya. I thought that was pretty good.